Hey there, I'm Colin Weston, host of the Mod Golf Podcast. I was at the PGA show in Orlando for the sixth year, and I returned home a couple of weeks ago, and I have been very busy going through all of the content that we created from the interviews and the conversations that we had, and me walking the show floor, both for the audio podcast and also for the Mod Golf YouTube channel. Before we get started here, I want to mention a milestone that we need to celebrate. With your help, we just managed to cross the 100,000 download milestone. So whether you've been listening to the Mod Golf podcast since day one, seven years ago, or this is the first one you've ever listened to, I thank you for being with me and being part of our community of Mod Golfers. Now I've had the chance to put this piece together, and what we have is two bonus episodes of the Mod Golf podcast. And these two bonus episodes are the result of the six conversations I had for the 90 minutes on the media show floor. Rather than put them all in one podcast, I decided to break them up into two. So on this episode, I give you the first three conversations I had. I spoke with entrepreneur Tin Tran, co-creator of Gibby Pro, which is an elegant product that replaces the traditional shag bag. I also invited on a gentleman who I just met about an hour before our conversation, and that is Jason Deese, founder of Flash Weather AI. I had the chance to meet Jason when I was over at the Golf Genius software booth. And as some of you may know, Golf Genius has been an amazing partner and sponsor and supporter of the Mod Golf Podcast over the last four years. But we're going to start things off here with the first interview that I had, and that was with Carolyn Penninger, who is the CEO of David Ledbetter Enterprises. I invited Carolyn on because she is also part of the Golf Pitch Challenge, which the best way to describe it is the Shark Tank for Golf. Wow, well, welcome back. I guess I say welcome back to myself here to the PGA show. It's the third year that they have invited me and the Mod Golf podcast to be part of their media day. And anybody that doesn't know about the Mod Golf podcast, my name is Colin Weston. I am the host, both with the podcast and the YouTube channel. We speak with the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the disruptors, and the influencers who are shaping the future of golf. And today, I'm going to be here for 90 minutes. We have six fabulous guests. We're going to do like 10 minute segments with each of them here. Some people like Carolyn Pennegard right next to me here. I just met last week and again this morning and some that I have waiting in the wings here. I've known for years. So we've got a nice mix here, nice eclectic mix. But first up, we do have Carolyn Pennegard. Now you wear a lot of hats. Yes. Yeah, so right? In the golf space, I do wear a lot of hats. Every other hat that David Duffetter doesn't wear, he sticks to the straw head and that's his signature, right? But and <laughs> I love to help with any of the other hats, but it's it's my industry and it yeah. is. And, and we were connected because of what you and David Ledbetter Enterprises and with some other partners you have. You're doing some very interesting things, which I was drawn to, of course, with loving that innovation side. And you're doing the golf pitch challenge, not only here this week at the PGA show, but I believe in Las Vegas and you've got another event. So it's something that you're doing all year long. And if I get this right, if I do the pitch for the pitch challenge, in a way you're creating the shark tank for golf. Is that a fair assessment, Carolyn, to say what it is that you're doing? It is, that is a fair assessment, Colin. It's, it's basically fostering innovation in a fun way, in an entertaining way, but also in a business way. So we've brought some of the most amazing minds together in, in the golf business and even from outside the golf business in distribution, in manufacturing, in commercials. Obviously, Kevin Harrington is a big part right, of this. Right. He, him and David and myself played golf together early this year, and that's kind of where, where it all starts, right? It always, always starts on the golf course. It does. Well, I, I was about to ask my next question, and that is the origin story. Yeah. I always love to hear the backstory of how this came together, 
yourself. I know you you wear an entrepreneurial hat with what you do, not only with your teaching, but in some other ventures that you've either founded or you've been involved with. So you definitely have that bug. Sometimes some of us call it an ailment, an infliction of entrepreneurship, but you certainly have that. So well, tell us about that moment on the golf course, that inflection point that came together. And as we know, an idea is one thing, but then to actually do it is like 99.99% of the work. So tell me what happened after you got off the golf course and then decided to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely a serial offender when it comes to entrepreneurship. I do love to, <laughs> I do love to have my hands in many things. And there's in the golf space, especially if you look at the show, there's so much potential here and it's growing, right? Yeah. A lot of the trade shows over the last couple of years and I've, a couple of different industries, they've scaled back. They've had to scale back COVID, this and that. But golf, look at this. This is an incredible show. So that's why this business is, is, I mean, number one, I love it. I've been in it a very long time. And number two, it's it's a great space to be in. So all that to say, when we met on the golf course, David Leopard, Kevin Harrington, myself, yes. we played 18 holes. And David's a tinkerer. He's obviously a legend in the game. Uh-huh. He's patented over seven training aids throughout his career. And he just brought out his last training aid in May called the Straightaway. And it's really had a great response. And obviously, Kevin Harrington being the, the titan he is in the infomercial yes. space yes. and in the distribution space and the TV space, media space in general, he loves golf and he loves innovation. So there really was a big overlap when we played and when we spoke, we showed him our products and, you know, we kind of said, you know, wouldn't it be fun? And even David had mentioned this to me a year ago, even before we met Kevin, that he would love to help like inventors. And he always has people come up to him and and, and say, hey, look at this, hey, look at this. And he's like, yeah, very cool. But what then, right? What now? Right, right. And, And that's really what the idea then formed into to say, can we answer that for the inventors? What now? I've had this great idea. What now? I find this interesting because I'm sure with David, like he's comfortable now. He's he's climbed so many different mountains. He can do what he wants. So this whole notion of what what would compel you to do this, I find this quite interesting that you have now this opportunity to really not only help these entrepreneurs that whether they need more funds or they actually need that community around that and need those relationships that you're able to connect people to, but on the side for you, both with David Ledbetter Enterprises and the way this consortium has come together, how does it work for you? What, obviously, you want to do it. You're passionate about it. But as a business case, what is it for you? Are you getting, well, let me step back, take a deep breath here. What's going to happen with the, I believe it's six companies that are pitching yes. tomorrow to you. So run us through what's going to happen tomorrow. Let's yeah, start with that. Absolutely. So tomorrow we have six pitches, product pitches that are going to be with us at the show, okay. uh, the main stage here at 3.30. And they're going to be pitching to us. Everybody's going to have a couple of minutes to give us their best pitch. And then we're going to crown a winner. That winner is actually going to get $10,000 in our consulting services. All right. And that can range from, obviously, you know, consulting for your business. What's next? How can we help you? We can help with marketing. We can help with distribution. We can help with manufacturing. We can help with David's side, obviously, if it's a training aid or something of that sort, to be able to improve it, to see, to kind of get a quality assessment of, is this the product, not just the right product, but is it made correctly, right? And right, like, right. All, there's so much that goes into this. So we're really excited to see these guys pitch, not just on this pitch challenge. We actually are, we have formed a joint venture that's called Signature Golf Products. Right. And that is really the company and the venture between all of us. Again, David Leopard, Kevin Harrington, myself, we have Derek and Mike Locker, who are very close friends and colleagues who have worked with Kevin Harrington on the manufacturing side for many years. Um, and then we have Santiago Marie, who's also a part of uh, David's a very close inner circle. Me and him run some of David's other businesses. And he's a great instructor, so he really comes into it from an engineering perspective and from an instruction perspective. I come in from a player perspective, from a marketing perspective with my presence that I've been able to build and my brand that I've been able to build. So that's really kind of where my expertise comes in is helping build these brands in the new age of social media and the new age of marketing 
because things change. Things have massively changed in terms of exposure and marketing over the last couple of years. Uh, absolutely. At exponential rates that they propelled forward. Yeah. So without revealing too much about or not revealing at all the companies themselves that are pitching, where do you see kind of these frothy areas within the golf space for innovation? What trends and patterns are you seeing that are emerging that with products that can scale? Yeah, so tell us a bit about that. What, what areas do you think are hot and maybe some that you think that are not so hot? Yeah, no, I mean, when it comes to products, they're very different and it's, it's hard to generalize because it really depends what the product positioning is, right? You have yes. products that when they're a volume game, they don't have to be super complicated. Because exactly. Because it does, it, that negates the whole volume game, right? The yes. masses, it's not something that goes B to B to C. That it may be something that's B to B. That's more of a tech improvement. You know, everything's AI, and I, I'm just gonna have to say this: everything is AI. And there is a lot yeah. of things that come to us that is improving golf through the use of technology, perhaps through a new app, through a new spin on these type of things. So we do see a lot of them. I do personally, I think there's a lot of growth in that, right? It just depends on how we're able to bring it to the people and the masses. And there is a learning curve for anything that's really tech related. So managing that learning curve and managing the education around it for products like this is a big key piece for us to help these companies because they may have amazing ideas, but no matter what your product is, you have to be able to nail down your positioning, your target market, and how you can sell that particular product. I honestly don't want to say that there is something there is something that is already in the market and that, that isn't attractive to us. I think every single product is attractive to us depending on how can we spin it, how can we improve it, and how can we have the market use it, and it doesn't help the golfer, really, right? Like that's, yes. that's the bottom line. Does it help the consumer? And maybe it does, but maybe it needs to be recommunicated. That's really the bottom line. How, right. Can it help? How can we make it help? I love that response. So I could do this for an hour with you, but we got, <laughs> we're doing these 10 to 15 minute chunks here. So but I do have two more questions that I, yeah. want, I want to ask you. And you talked about AI. And of course, that's like, I wouldn't even call that a trend now. That's where <laughs> the world is going. Yeah. But you look even a couple of years ago, where we were with NFTs, where we were with crypto, where we were with the metaverse, where we were with the blockchain. And there were a lot of people that were just piling on. And I know this with the work I do in entrepreneurship, even outside of golf. Not that they're bad actors, but people just following the trend and just piling on and then getting funded, perhaps when they don't really have anything there, vaporware yeah. as we call it. So how do you and the team, how do you vet the intake of these ventures that are approached that if you can see, especially on the AI space, if you can do the sniff test and see if something is legit and good and has the business case and something is vaporware, as we call it, that there's not really any there there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we have an amazing team. It all comes down to the team. We have people that have so much experience in this, like Kevin Harrington and his team, and they, they have been around for a while. I don't know if there's a product out there that he hasn't seen, right, in some sort of shape or form. And then we have just a good spread between myself and Santiago and David and Kevin. We have a wide range of knowledge. So that helps us, number one, kind of vetting these products. And not everything may be in, in one person's wheelhouse, right? And right. That, that really like helps us make sure and share internally where we see this going. And as you said, you know, the blockchain space, the crypto space, there is a future in all of this. There really is. Yes. But again, it comes down to communicating it correctly, applying it correctly. Because, for example, people, when you say crypto and you say blockchain, people think it's the same thing. But it's yes. actually one needs the other, yes. But it is one's an actual technology and another one is a, is a financial way to transport value. Yes. And But it's not the same thing. So people just kind of lump it into one and say, oh, no, this isn't going to work. Or, oh, no, I don't know anything about it. But um, it's an education piece, and we have so many good people on the team that that's really how we vet it. And we look we look at the fundamentals of good business cases. I don't think those change. I agree. Those things are timeless Yeah. and never go out of fashion. So the last question I, I wanted to ask you, and this is for anybody out there at the show or listening or watching on YouTube, 
that are considering entrepreneurship or they're already starting to venture. There's no secret sauce or formula, but there are components to what makes ventures successful because entrepreneurship is hard. Over 90% fail. So the stats are kind of grim, but the rewards can be great. So between idea and team and partnerships, what we call like a business model canvas and filling out those nine boxes. What do you look for at the team? What stands out or something that has to be consistent throughout or when you're you're vetting these? Like what, what what's your scorecard when you're getting these uh, ventures in front of you for the first yeah, time? Absolutely. I think it's it's obviously potential, right? Where do we see that this product has a lot of potential? Is there the application? Is there a market for it? Yes. Is there a market? And is, it, is there a market maybe outside the market that they thought about initially, right? If you're talking, especially golf products. I've, I've seen a lot of golf products now that say, oh, this is great. We do this in golf. And I'm like, well, can you do it in pickleball? Can you do it right, in tennis? Right. Can you do it in baseball? Can you do it in, in any other sports, right? So that, when I hear and see that there's a product that can be applied across different markets, that really spikes our interest, right? Because now you're talking about truly scaling. Yes, um, yes. And you're talking about branding it in a way that you can rebrand it almost in every sport in a, in a little bit of a different way. So you're attracting, you can still speak to these customers. So that's one that, that really kind of gives you, you know, that's a birdie already. Like you're starting off with uh, a birdie, right? If you have something like that, you're one under from the get-go. Well, we're going to end it here on a really <laughs> well-placed golf analogy there, Carolyn. So thank you for that. So anyone here at the show? So tomorrow at 3 o'clock, as you mentioned, at the stage, I believe, yes, it's farther down. You, you know what where that is or what aisle that is? that the stage is at? So the, main stage, the main stage. The main stage. It's right near aisle 4400. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And that starts at 3 o'clock? 3.30. 3.30. So yeah. the golf pitch challenge happens tomorrow and I strongly encourage everybody to check that out. And for people that are watching or listening, of course, that doesn't apply. But I believe you also have Las Vegas. You've got two more intakes that you're doing this year. Is yes. that correct? So quickly tell us about those and also, are you still, if someone's got a venture out there, can they still apply? Yeah, absolutely. They can keep applying. We have our website, golfpitchchallenge.com. So you can just fill out the form. You can submit your idea. We'll get on a Zoom call with you 15 minutes. And then you can also apply to pitch at one of those events, which is going to be one in Las Vegas in May and then one back here in Florida. And we're also thinking about doing a, another one in the middle, literally well, in the middle of the year, in the middle of the country. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the middle of um, the middle. Yes. Well, I can definitely vouch for uh, Carolyn and the team because... When I put on my entrepreneurial hat, a venture we've been working on, I submitted, got it a Zoom call, and we've had a chat. Oh, hey, if they'll talk to me, I'm sure they'll talk to you. So definitely apply, even if you're at the early stage, right? Even Absolutely. at the ideation stage, you don't have to have a, a product that's already you in market, not. right? You can come to us with, yeah. with an idea with on a napkin, you know, on the scorecard. We'll take them all. Awesome. Good stuff. Carolyn Pedeker, thanks so much for joining me today on the Thank Mod Podcast. Thanks for having me. I really like this fast, rapid-style format of interviewing people and having a conversation in front of a live crowd. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm speaking very loud because when I get in these social environments, I get super excited and uh, can't really control myself. Next up, I spoke with Jason Deese, founder of Flash Weather AI, and his company is making lightning risk on golf courses a thing of the past. All right, we are back with the Mod Golf Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. My name is Colin Weston. I am the host of the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the disruptors, and the influencers who are shaping the future of golf. We are at the PGA Show 2024 live here at the Media Center, and I'm spending some time meeting some people that I met minutes ago, and the gentleman to my left happens to fall into that category. Some people are going to have on here. I've known for years and consider good friends and everybody in between. So today we have Jason Deese. Sorry, did I get that wrong? Jason Des? Deese, you got it. I got it right the first time yeah, and I didn't you? see. It's like a golf swing. I didn't commit <laughs> to it. 
I questioned it halfway down and then I ended up in the water there. Jason Deese. So Jason, I met him today when I was talking to my good friends at the booth with Golf Genius Software, who have been an unbelievably kind sponsor and partner and supporter of the Mod Golf Podcast for, gosh, four years now over seven years. Yeah, they've been amazing. So I was introduced to Jason today, and he is the founder of Flash Weather AI. We're going to hear your story, of course, Jason, not starting out in the golf industry, really looking at all the good work that you're doing to predict weather and storms. But I always love how these partnerships come along and new opportunities for entrepreneurs and ventures and new markets and segments reveal themselves. So before we get into how you're now in the golf industry, stuck in it like I am, it's a good thing though. Don't, don't, don't okay. get scary okay. off here. It's a good thing. Take a deep breath. Give us the backstory and tell us about yourself and the company. Sure. Yeah. appreciate you having me on today, but I was as far from the golf industry as you could get. I was uh, stuck in the government sector. I was a government employee, worked for the National Weather Service as a research meteorologist for 21 years, doing research on severe storms, uh, lightning initiation. What were the conditions that led to the first lightning strikes within a storm? Right. 40% of all injuries and deaths occur with those first few lightning strikes. And so I had four kids, two girls who played softball, and I was just tired of them being put in harm's way. I was always the dad going out on the field and saying, we're not doing this anymore and taking them off the field. We had these archaic wait 30 minutes after the last rumble of thunder, Right. Uh, those rules, and I knew we could do better. I knew that we could pair algorithms that could predict lightning with this new wave of deep learning and AI that was coming along, and we could transform how we were protecting our youth. And so that's where all this started. And so it was really a passion of mine. I left the safety net of the government. Right. That, that's it, a big leap. It that's, was a huge a, leap. It took yeah. a lot of courage. It did. Nice cush job and went for this entrepreneurial route. But uh, I knew the only way that we could see the light of day of this safety solution was to do that. And so we went out and started with other industries, uh, youth sports, schools, aviation. Uh, we're big in aviation, doing pilots with Delta and United Airlines right now with our proprietary lightning prediction. It tells you lightning when and where it's going to occur out to an hour. But now we're starting to uh, transition into the golf industry as well. Interesting, interesting. So uh, I take it your background, you're a meteorologist, is that correct? I am. Okay, so I'm assuming, just like me, I'm an architect by training, so I don't have a background in AI. Your company is AI-fueled so tell us about this, because with entrepreneurship, it's hard and quite often as entrepreneurs starting out, you think you have to do everything yourself. I know you have limited resources, but it really is about the power of partnership. So I'm assuming that you either met someone or you already had a good friend that had that strength in AI, or maybe you just hired that. So tell us about that. How did you recognize early on kind of the gaps you needed from a technological standpoint, and even from a business case standpoint, that you brought all that together, made that happen to take the first couple of steps with the company and the venture? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was just a science nerd. I mean, that's what I was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really have the, the entrepreneurial aspect, but I knew I could grow into it. And I mean, I was watching Silicon Valley on HBOs where I learned everything. Love that so, show. I <laughs> so, love that show. And so I knew I needed a little bit more than that. So I did. I put myself together with people who knew more about the space than I did. Friends of friends who had been in the entrepreneurial world who could guide me. But slowly I started to learn it myself. And then through partnerships like the one we have with Golf Genius, partnering with people in the industry who know the industry. I can bring AI and weather to them and we could do something great together. Love this. Okay, well this segues nicely into my next question is how did you meet, I don't know if it's Chris Kellmeyer with Golf Genius Software, 
How did that come about? Did they find you or did you find them? Because I know they're always on the search for partnering or acquiring other companies that dovetail nicely into what they're building. So tell me about that. Tell me about the first date you went on with Golf Genius Software and how that went. Sure. So it started last year when we came to the Super Show here. And, All right. You know, we started going around and talking to different ones. And so I guess this is a lesson for entrepreneurs. But I went by the Golf Genius booth maybe three or four times. They were either busy at the time or I didn't get the right person. And I was about to head out for the week. And I said, you know what? Let me give it one more shot. And I went by there and I talked to the gentleman I needed to talk to. He saw the vision. He said, you know what? We need this. And so started talking to them and that's where a partnership was born. So, I mean, it's that tenacity aspect. You never know what's around the corner for you. And so that's really enabled us to take off not only from the golf perspective, but other industries. They recognize who Golf Genius is and they say, you guys can partner with them in golf. You guys are doing something. So let's talk in, in these other industries. I love that. So yes, resilience, tenacity. You're going to get told no more than you get told yes. We have to have pretty thick skins as entrepreneurs. Congratulations. I applaud you for going back a third or a fourth time. So I want to ask you this. A lot of times with entrepreneurs and having products and here either at the show or just the, the work that I, I do, even outside of the golf industry, I got people approaching me all the time, either for angel investing or whatever it is. And they just launch into a pitch and the pitch quite often just talks about the features of what they're doing rather than them asking questions, listening to find those gaps of the pain points that their potential customer or partner might have and then being able to explain the benefits that you're offering rather than the shiny features that you assume people want. So tell me about that. What was it that they found the alignment that was a gap that they saw, okay, there's a business opportunity that augments what we're already offering our existing clients and perhaps even potential new clients. Sure. I mean, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, I think you do have to connect as an entrepreneur from the personal side. And so when I tell the story about my kids and where this was born and what this came from, you know, and that it's a passion of mine, they see that passion, you know, that really hooks them into, you know, this guy's invested in this. He really knows the stuff. He really is about the safety aspect. But then you've got to roll it into the, how's this going to make money for them? How is this going to be specific to this industry? How is it going to not only for golf, but in these other industries, how is it going to fit into that? How is it going to monetize? How are you going to scale this? So you have to be ready for all those answers. So I would say personalize it on one level, but also have your facts on the on the next level of how you're going to monetize it. I, I, I love that. And it sounds like you are a good listener. And rather than you always get the time with people that keep talking and talking rather than pausing, if your mouth is working, your ears aren't working also. It has to be one or the other at one at a time. You got that. And listening's a big part, you know, of what I do and listening to the golf industry. That's the first thing we do is say, talk to a golf course and I say, tell us about your experiences with lightning. Tell us about your experiences with weather. What has been your pain points? And then we talk about our solution and how we might be able to help them. And the same goes with the entrepreneurial aspect. And so when you're raising money or the venture world, you got to listen to them first and what their experiences are and then offer your solution. Love this, love this. Okay, to finish up here, since we are at the PGA show, this is all about golf here for the three days that we're on the ground. How does Flash Weather AI combine with Golf Genius Software? What is the value proposition for golf course owners and operators? So tell us about the journey, or let's say a storm is about to roll in or the area. Tell us about where it is now and the way it was and what you're doing now and what the benefits, not only for safety, but also as insurance, but also the other monetization pieces in the golf industry that you are enhancing and adding value for. Yeah, so a lot of what we've had in the past is, you know, detection companies and they're doing really good at what they do. And they tell you, you know, that lightning's already occurred in the past and some are 
offering some aspects of prediction, but the, we're the first ones to do the AI prediction. And so actually taking it out to an hour and telling you when and where out to an hour lightning is going to occur. And what it's going to enable us to do is be proactive rather than reactive to the weather. In other words, we have Columbus Country Club up in Columbus, Ohio there. They've been using our product for the last three years. So it used to be lightning would occur and they would tell all the golfers, hey, lightning's occurred, and they would have all these golfers come in at the same time. Yeah. Now they know lightning's coming in 45 minutes. They go to the kitchen and they say, get all the wings and beer you can ready. We've got golfers coming in. <laughs> right. They're making money off of our product. They're being more efficient yeah. while also being more uh, safe with the, the golf course as well. No, I, I love this. I love this. You're doing really good things for the safety aspect, using AI for good. This, this is really great. So, hey, Jason, why don't we finish up there? It was a pleasure to meet you today. It's funny how it just works sometimes, just these casual collisions and conversations that you have, and you just never know where it's going to go. That's why I love being back at the show for the third year in a row, because, hey, Zoom calls are okay, and I've done thousands of them. I'm sure you have, but just being here, we wouldn't be sitting here right now having this conversation if I didn't have the chance to run into you and get introduced only hours earlier. So... Thank you for taking the time, and I love what you're doing. So thanks for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Here we go. Good stuff. Hey, it's good. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. I love the entrepreneurial nuggets of wisdom that Jason passed on for us there, especially talking about the hustle and the grit and the determination that sometimes you just got to keep going back and trying again. If he did not have that dogged determination with Golf Genius Software to go back to that booth one more time, he wouldn't have been sitting down with me for that conversation. My third conversation was with Tin Tran, co-creator of Gimme Pro, and he's also the founder of Transrover, which he invented and founded over five years ago. If you've been listening to the Mod Golf podcast for a while, you'll remember Tran from a podcast episode back in 2018. All right, welcome back. Well, now we have guest three of six here on the Mod Golf podcast. If you're just joining us, you're kind of walking around. My name is Colin Weston. I am the host, so we're almost at that halfway point. Our third guest. This is a gentleman who I've known for a couple of years, but this, this is actually the first time we've met in person, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 We just didn't cross paths a couple other times. Tin Tran, who is the founder and creator of Transrover, which you were on the Modgolf podcast, gosh, what, I think it was like four years ago? Four years, ago. Four or five years ago. Yeah. And we told the awesome story there of your, your garage and kind of doing the Steve Jobs thing of kind of building this and hacking it together and bringing it to market. But Tin, that's not what we're here to talk about today. You're a serial entrepreneur, my friend, because this is your second big product that you've launched, co-founded, I believe, with the gentleman, Sean. Is it yes, Sean? Okay, yes. your buddy, Sean, okay, who's co-created this with you. Yeah, he's manning down the booth right now. There we go. I love that. Divide and conquer. So, Tim, I'm not even going to say what it is. I want you because you brought it. So, why don't you make sure we also got the camera there and another camera over here. Sure. So, obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see what he's going to show, but I will have the link also for the YouTube video so you'll be able to see what tin is showing us here on the one golf podcast so tin here i'll turn it over to you my friend tell us what it is that you created what you brought to the show yep. and what's getting you excited these days this is uh keeping me up at night and keeping a smile on my face right right all right so when you practice your short game right now most of the people they default to what you call a ball tube or a shagger right um to pick up your ball or chip a few go pick up with your hands bring a handful back chip again couple of rounds you're tired you want to go home yes we came up with this solution where it slides into your golf bag holds 24 balls picks up the ball let's see if we can do it here okay can you see this down a little bit there here. you go all right there we go watch this all right Boom. picks up 24 balls you got a retractable handle yeah so adjust to all heights when it closed down it slides into your golf bag 
and you can practice anytime. Don't need to lug around the dreadful shack bag that's been around since 1957. Oh, I, I love it. Now, I, I know as an entrepreneur, you don't deal with software, you deal with technology, but you always take the hard road. It's always with product. It's always with hardware and they call it hardware for a reason because it's yeah. hard. So tell us about this as far as customer discovery and validation. It sounds like you had a great idea, just like you had with TransRover, mm -hmm. but idea is just one part of it. How did you then realize, talk about what we call the customer validation or discovery. Last thing you want to do is create something or build something on time, on budget that no one wants. So tell us about that, how you actually went out and tested this and what you did early on as a prototype or proof of concept before spending way too much time and money to create a beautiful object that really doesn't have a market for it. So, so tell us about the journey of from early prototyping and iteration to design and then bringing it to market and manufacture. Tell us about the journey of it. Yeah. Sure. So briefly with the transfer started with the vision and I told you this story is that I can see myself using it and then I'm saying, can somebody else use this? And I'm saying, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. You, if you can answer that question and sleep at night tight, being honest with yourself, yeah. you've had a, a product. And luckily for me, I am obsessed with the game and I just, just see when there's a need for a product, I went after it. Since the transfer this is one product that really caught my attention. It started with a consulting relationship where I helped the person progress in his developing the product uh, and I became his partner to bring it to life. Okay. And we're here today for this week debuting it to the world. It's called the Gimme Pro. The Gimme Pro. Yeah. So talk about the partnership that you have with Sean because one thing is, is being a founder, having a really for TransRover, you were the founder. You did really all the heavy lifting yourself before you expanded and brought in other partnerships. But now it's a little different for you. You've got a co-founder. So what strengths does Sean bring in uh, and skills and experience that complements the two of you so that really the sum is greater than, than the two parts here? Well, when you work by yourself, you don't have to agree or disagree on anybody. Uh, with anybody. Whatever you decide, that's what you're going to roll with. For better or for worse. Yes. So with Sean and I, we're very transparent and honest with our opinion. Let's say we've had, I would say, five different color variations of this. Okay. We never settle on this color until last week because something happened and we decided to just go with white so that we can get the samples in time and we love it to death. And we never thought of it to begin with. Doesn't matter how many times we disagree. Uh, so sometimes it's disagreement, sometimes it's just you get lucky and then that's just how collaborations work. Yeah, and by the way, white technically is not a color. Sorry, I have to bring it's it up. I'm, I'm a bit of a graphic design nerd when it comes to that, but uh, but no, actually I love it. It's, kind of, it's, it's, it's clean and very modern. I love the aesthetic and the, the design of that. So it sounds like also you two could be honest with each other and you hold yourselves accountable because wait off because it's a relationship. Totally. You know, just like well, it is like a marriage, just not a romantic one, yeah. but has other implications, especially financial ones involved. So with the two of you now, what what are the next steps? You're at the show here, you're making the effort. So where do you see where are you now? You're I'm assuming that your the product is in market now. You're going we direct, are direct this, to consumer right now. Yeah. We are direct to consumer. You can pre-order this online at givemepro.golf. Okay. My partner and I are striking up meaningful conversations and relationships with distributors across the world as we speak. And we are staying in touch and we are going to follow up with them and get some orders in and make this happen. I love this. I love yeah. this. So tell me what's going on then with TransRove, right? Have you maxed out on that or is, do you have another team in place that's kind of taken it up to the next level or have you actually sold that off? Have you had an exit? So tell me about how you're spending your time with, with TransRover. What's going on there? We have a warehouse in California where we store all the Transrover. Uh -huh. When the order comes in, I have a couple of guys that help me out to ship when I'm not there. 
Uh, if not, I'll do it myself. And that's pretty much self-run itself. We have customers in 12 countries now, um, pretty much all the states in America. Love that. Love that. Okay, well, we're going to give you a, a two for the price of one here. You've uh, talked about Gibby Pro. So why don't you tell everybody here at the show here that's listening and also for our audience that's watching and listening also, tell them what the probably what's this Trans Rover thing that Tin's talking about? So so give the pitch for Trans Rover. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We're doing both here. All this, right. this is extra. It's bonus. It's overtime. Trans Rover is the world's truly first golf bag and golf cart combo. It's a manual, not electric. It takes two fingers yeah. to push the cart. You don't need battery. In seconds, it pulls the wheels and the push bar collapse into itself and you can use it as a cart bag. So you can use it as a bag that fits on any riding cart or in seconds you can deploy the wheels and the push bar and you have yourself the coolest, most efficient push cart in the market and it's called the Trans Rover. You have to check it out if you haven't, transrover.com. Yeah, and I will I'll include the links down in the, uh, the show notes here for everybody that you can check out both of those products. And I love what you're doing. It's why I love doing the Mod Golf podcast. There's so many reasons why, but one of the main ones is I just meet awesome people like yourself. And I consider you a friend, even though this is the first time we've actually met in person in almost half a decade, which is bonkers. But that's, that's kind of modern life, I guess. But it's yeah. kind of the way the way it goes. Well, I think you know that on the YouTube channel with Mod Golf, we do Mod Golf product reviews done by the relatable 14 handicap golfer, me. So. Hey, we'll talk about this. If you want me to do a, a product review for a uh, Gibby Pro, let's talk about that afterwards. And perhaps we do that and maybe even give one away to someone in our Mod Golf giveaway contest. Absolutely. What do you think? We have uh, a few samples that we literally got it here the weekend, two days ago, All right. uh, before, before we came to the show. So literally got here. We have a few that we need to keep so that we can make content, but we can connect and, and then work something out. You say you're 14 now? I am. I think we're going to get you down to a single if you get the short game together oh, with this Gibby uh, Pro. Yeah. Well, that's for another episode. That's another conversation altogether yeah. that I'm not going to discuss at this time about my, my short game. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. But Tantrit, co-creator of Gibby Pro and founder of Transrover. Thanks so much for joining me today at the Mod Golf Podcast at the PGA Show here. This has been... This is cool. You know, it's, it's awesome that we just connected once again on Instagram and put it out there. You said you're going to be here, and here we are sitting here. Yep. Kind of the magic of being able to connect with this. So I will say, my friend, I consider you a friend. Thanks yep. for joining me today. That's what friends do to each other. Absolutely. Thank All you right. so much. Good stuff. All, All right. So that wraps up the first three interviews that I had with amazing, diverse entrepreneurs and innovators in the golf space at the PGA Show. I hope you listen to the next one where I talk to three more innovators and disruptors. If you enjoyed these stories about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, I encourage you to subscribe to the Mod Golf YouTube channel and also subscribe to our newsletter. I'll include the links to both of those in the show notes. I'm also excited to announce that we're going to be launching our Patreon community where we are going to be offering premium content such as live webinars and Ask Me Anything interviews, along with additional access to our Mod Golf giveaway contests. I hope you enjoyed these conversations from the PGA Show about entrepreneurship and innovation in the golf industry. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Bye for now, and I hope you join me again soon.